to the Happy Whole You podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. Amy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to speak to your audience and yeah, all the good things. We're going to have fun today. Yes. And for all of you listening, Amy and I, we just met, I mean, maybe a month ago or so. And yeah, we just love each other because we're both awesome people. So (laughs) (laughs) it's great when you find, you know, other people that share your passion and that are kind and authentic. And so I'm so happy that you were able to grab some of your time today to, yeah, speak to the Happy Whole You audience. Well, thank you. And thanks again for having me. Today's topic, I'm excited about it. I yes. think so many women struggle with this. So it's it's gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Yeah. So you guys, we are talking today about being a people pleaser. And I know so many of you out there, as myself, we've all struggled with being a people pleaser. And the reason I wanted to have Amy on is because she has a very, I want to say unique story because all our stories are unique, but it's actually probably not that unique because there's a lot of people out there that go through this, but she has some great tips because she's gone from being a people pleaser, not even realizing she's being a people pleaser to someone that's being more mindful and, you know, not being the biggest people pleaser like you used to. So I'm just going to let you jump in and just share a little bit about yourself and your story and let's just get to it. Yeah. So some of the things I'm going to tell you guys today, I mean, you're going to die. You're going to be like, what you did that. But I think it's good because I think it's something that everyone needs to just become aware of. First of all, people pleasing, it's more of a a developed skill. Like it doesn't just, you're not born with it. It's something that you start doing over time. And as you start doing it, the more you do it, it can become a habit and you're completely unaware, which is what I was. And it starts developing when you're a young child. It totally depends upon your environment, how you're raised, your parents, how you respond to your parents, how they respond to you. And you start doing it, at least for me and most people, because you think this is what keeps you safe. And I wanted to just get into my story a little bit of people pleasing, because I'm sure a lot of you are going to relate to this and you're, but there's also going to be things you're going to be like, I can't even believe she did that. So when I was young, I came from two parents who both of them have just the craziest backgrounds. Uh, when my dad came from Arkansas, deep roots of Arkansas, and there was a lot of abuse and stuff within his home, it was more physical, but it was a lot of hard things that he went through. My mom, same thing, but she was Minnesota and her abuse was so bad that she actually ran away at the age of 14, which is just crazy, right? Like think about a 14 year old that finally is done and like moves away, never to return home again. So that was my parents, how they, you know, how they were raised. They are both amazing individuals. And I'm like, I really cannot wrap my head around how they raised us compared to their circumstances. And so as I tell my story, 
I just want to let you all know, I have amazing parents, but of course they came with their own stuff, right? They had their own baggage. They had their own way of how they were raised and what they felt, felt was right and wasn't right. And so they did the best they could with what they had. And the result was me becoming a really big people pleaser. So when I was young, it wasn't safe to say the word no. Like if I wanted something, I would be petrified to even ask because I would get in trouble. So something simple. One example is my, my parents loved to work hard. They both, they also came from pretty, they both were pretty much poverty backgrounds. And so when they met, they created a new life, which was incredible, but they worked harder all the time, not smarter. So the harder you worked, the farther along you could get in life. And I have to apologize. My voice is a little bit crackly because I have just had too much fun lately. And so I'm on the verge of losing my voice. But anyway, there was one time I was 14 years old and we were putting in a sprinkler system. The sprinkler system was a 16 station sprinkler system. If you know anything about that, it is a massive project and my parents wanted to save a little bit of money. And so we'd been working on it since 7am. It was now 7pm. And some of my friends came over to ask if I could hang out. And I was petrified to ask my dad. I mean, here I am, it's middle of the summer, total, just sweat dripping into my eyes. I don't feel like I can lift up the shovel like one more time because I am just completely exhausted, but I'm so scared to ask my dad if I can hang out at 7 PM with my friends for a few hours, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the goal. And I'm just going to ask him if I can like go hang out with some friends which kind of sounds ridiculous that it's this big of a deal after I've been working for 12 hours, but it really was. And so I asked him and he looked at me and was like, Amy, the work's not done. No. And then he looked at me as if I was like the worst person on the planet. And at this point, I mean, I was 14, so I had been doing this for a long time with like the whole people pleasing, but it was like, kind of the point where I was like, I'm not even going to ask anymore. Like I'm so sick of asking and I get the word no. And then I feel like I'm in trouble. And there was always like a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I would be very hesitant to ask, but then when I would ask a lot of times, like I mentioned, it would be no. And so it was just like the cost got so high to where I just stopped asking altogether, not just from my parents, but from everything. Mm. And so I just was like, it's so much easier to become agreeable and just do what other people want. So almost like it's even beyond people pleasing. It's just like, you were just literally doing what everybody else wanted. Yeah. I mean, it's like an extreme version of people pleasing (laughs) and uh, that's just one scenario. But I mean, I would hide from my mom because she always wanted to work us. And when I say work us, it's not like a few jobs, like the kids do. It's like, we would be working all day. So I would, I would like hide and then I would get in trouble for that. And I'm like, okay, so I can't hide, you know, I'll just say yes. So I just started saying yes to literally everything. Okay. So when, because I'm hearing two things, not only the people pleasing, but your background of like all the work and stuff, I can relate to that. But so also have you grown up thinking you have to work really hard for money? Oh my gosh. Yes. Because that's a mess. And I'm like, oh, this is a really good topic too. Okay. So people pleasing and the misconception that you have to work really hard for money. You have to work so hard. Money, 
comes at a really, really high expense. That's work. And it doesn't come easy ever. And you're not really worth anything unless you're working really hard, which is all false programming. Okay. Yes. I'll keep going. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, I continued my life like this with my friends. I would just go where they wanted to go out to eat. I would do what they wanted to do. I would hang out with whoever was there. I mean, I remember my friend, there were these really hot guys, you know, we're, we're 17 years old at the time and they're super hot and they're getting, that was not my ball game. I've always been really into my body and health and fitness and wellness. And so like to poison my body with these things, even though I was a young teenager did not appeal to me, but here we are in this house and I don't feel comfortable with these guys because they're really not good guys. They might be hot, but they're, they're like not good guys. I'm like trying to keep it clean here. But anyway, so one of them gets a bat and starts chasing us with a bat because he's like an angry drunk and we're running out the door. We're like throwing our keys in the car. Like it's like the scary movie where like you're shaking and you can't get away fast enough because this guy's going to beat you to death. But I never wanted to go to that house, but I went because that's what she wanted to do. So my gut is sitting there telling me no, and it's in knots. And I'm like, Amy, don't no. You just have to go do it. This is what she wants to do. You just have to go do it. So I went to do it. So that was like, you know, 17 years old, fast forward a couple more years and I'm now 22 and I'm dating this guy for three weeks, three weeks. And he gets down on his knee (gasps) and he proposes. (laughs) And I, as, as I see him like start, you know, we're walking around these beautiful grounds and I'm like, just thinking we're hanging out and he then stops and he tells me how much I mean to him. And then he just starts like sinking down onto one knee and I start freaking out, not because I'm excited. My heart is pounding. My stomach is in complete knots. Like it is a mess. And he asks me to marry him and I pause. And I just look at him as he's sitting there on one knee and it's snowy outside. So his pants are getting wet. It's freezing. And I just leave him there for a minute because I'm just blown away. Like I was like, what? But guess what? I say, yes, I totally agree to marry him. And (laughs) and that's like, (laughs) what was going on in your head? Like, can you bring yourself back to that that moment as you're like, what, what were you thinking in your head? Like were you thinking was that would be so mean if I told him no, a total people pleasing type of thought, nothing about what I wanted. My body was, it was going away from my body and just feeling bad. Like I can't tell him no, though. That would be so mean. Oh my gosh. So for years you are literally having these physical reactions of your body saying, no, do this in your gut instinct, but then your brain is saying you have to do this. And so you're literally going against people pleasing, going against what your physical body, your nervous system's telling you versus your head. So has that led you to have any like physical challenges as well? Like digestion, all those things? A hundred percent. So, so I end up marrying this guy, right? I know he's not good for me. I know it, but I marry him anyway. And I think, oh, but we can make anything work. I've always been like a positive person and a go-getter. So I'm like, it'll be fine. Totally turning away from myself. It'll be fine. 
but first time we had sex. So within, I came from a religious background where it was like completely taboo to have sex before marriage. And so I did not do that. I waited, felt like that's what the good girl should do. So I waited (laughs) another very big regret. So anyway, the first time we have sex yeast infection, which I heard that that could be common. Like that might happen, right? Mm -hmm. It continues to happen for the first five plus months of our marriage. Every single time we have any kind of sex intercourse, anything like that yeast infection. Your body was allergic to him. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. My body was like, guess what? No, he's not allowed in here. Get him out. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, but I'm supposed to, I'm now a wife and this is what I'm supposed to do. Always get guys, always get curious when you hear yourself saying the words have to, or supposed to, because those are words that really should be eliminated from your vocabulary. Right. I love that. Have to, if you're thinking I have to, or I'm supposed to. Yeah. I'm supposed to do this thing. I have to do this thing. I have the laundry. I have to, I have to please my husband, right there. No, you don't, you don't have to do any of those things. You get to, you want to, Yeah, it's your choice. Yeah. Yeah. My body, when you're talking about, did your body respond in a certain way? Yep. (laughs) Even, even at the beginning of my marriage, my body was still saying no. Right. And then as I go through this marriage, which it was a very hard marriage, there was abuse, there was infidelity. There was a lot of things that happened in this marriage. And, but I was quote, quote, supposed to stay married to him because people with my religious backgrounds don't, not something that you do. And I didn't want to be judged. And I didn't want to make anyone upset, especially him or especially him. So I stayed married for 11 years and my body totally flipped. So I got, um, I think I've told you this out, you know, not when we've been recording, but my piriformis muscle completely tightened up completely. And I had this, like this chronic issue where my piriformis is just like, Um, I got stress fractures in my legs. I was a fitness instructor, but I was really, you'd think would have happened to you, but everything like my body was shutting down my immune system. So yeah, my body was responding and I was like, Hey, I've really never struggled with being sick, but now I can't seem to stay healthy. Mm. So yes, my body responded (laughs) in negative ways. So at what point, because obviously you got out of that marriage, you were married 11 years. At what point did you start to wake up to your people pleasing and the patterns and how your patterns were not serving you? (laughs) Really? It was. The point was when my body, so my body was like a slow progression of, of, um, breaking down. So I was there with three kids at this point, And there was a point in time where everything in my life. So my relationship with him, my health, even the neighborhood that we were living in, it felt like a dream. Like it felt like a nightmare that I kept waking up and it was the same every single day. I loved my kids and I wanted the best for them. And I was not showing up as the mom that I wanted to. And I was thinking, okay, what if my daughter is being treated the way that I did when she becomes older? Mm. What if my boys go down this same path of treating women the way I have allowed someone to treat me? And when I talk about my, you know, my ex-husband really there's reasons why he showed up the way he did. And if I'm being totally honest, I allowed a lot of it. Yeah. When we got married, I quit. So just more people pleasing. 
I was a senior in college. So I had less than a year to finish school. I had money in the bank. I dropped out because he had so much debt that needed to be paid off. I dropped out. I turned away from myself, my own goals, my wants, my needs. And I went to work in more than one job. I was already working full time, but I picked up more work to pay off his debt. Wow. That's just pleasing. I don't know what is girl. (laughs) Right. I'm like, Oh, here, let me go ahead and take on your debt. And then it gets even worse. So then I wanted him to finish school. He hadn't finished school yet. And he would always, he would not do his work. And so I did his school for him. I found a degree that he could get online and I did the entire thing as I'm a mom and still working to put food on the table. I'm now doing his work and his degree for him. So when I talk about him, like mistreating me and all these things, I was a huge enabler. So it's not like, Oh, woe is me. Poor pity me. It's like, I technically chose this when he got down on his knee. I didn't have to say yes, but I said yes, because I felt quote, quote, bad, like, Oh no, I don't want him to feel bad. So I'll just make me feel bad instead. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that was a turning point. Um, and I allowed a lot of behaviors. And so we talked about infidelity a little bit. Um, I have my own views on cheating and everything else. I think there's a lot of reasons why people do and whatever, but, but really I was not challenging him and he was away with pretty much whatever. And I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, the guy's not getting in trouble for certain things like that. Why are they going to stop? He still had his cake and he was able to eat it too. I was still being his wife. I was still doing his laundry. I was still taking care of the kids. I was still doing all of the things. And so it's not even, yeah, you know, probably not the best thing to do in a marriage, right? It doesn't really turn out very well, but, but I still was a total people pleaser at the expense of myself. I had lost myself. Hey, you guys, I had to jump in here and share this with you. So starting January 2nd, 2022, I am going to launch my first course. It is called Mindset Shift Course. And this ultimately, the six weeks course is going to be for you if you feel stuck, if you want to improve your health, if you want to gain mental clarity, find your higher purpose build some self-confidence. And overall, this is just a great way to kick off the new year, really diving into six different modules. And the six modules are alignment and self-awareness is the first module. The second module is creating the shifts that you need for success. The third module is bringing joy back into your life. Very important. Fourth module is mastering the basics of wellness. The fifth module is understanding your energy. And the sixth module is the shift. So if you're interested in joining this course, just email us at info at happyholeyou.com or you can go online to the Happy Whole You store and sign up there. And yeah, I know those of you that are meant to be in that course will be there. So hopefully I'll see you there. And I did not want my daughter to be treated the way I was allowing him to treat me and other people, not just him, but you know, he was the the main person in my life. And I so did not want my boys to think that that was acceptable behavior. And so I had to make a choice. I was like, it's time to start choosing me and figuring out what I want. It's time to start really doing some self-discovery and also 
showing up for my kids the way that I want to show up for them. Like what kind of mom do I want to be to these kids? Like now is the time. Yeah. So- our, our kids, um, I, you know, I think there's a couple things that happen. One, when we have kids, it's so easy to lose ourselves even more. But I think one of the beautiful things about having kids as well is if, if you can start being mindful, if you can start really paying attention, investing in yourself, it's amazing how our kids also save our own lives. Right. (laughs) Well, completely, completely. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was so short fused too. So I'd fly off the handle, which is not my, my normal behavior. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm a bubbly person. I'm outgoing and I'm usually pretty optimistic. And, and it's like, all that was gone. It's like, who am I? Yeah. The people that love me for me, like they were withdrawing too. And so I was losing friendships. And so it's like time to really stop and reflect and be like, Hey, Amy, you can't do this forever. You've been doing it for 11 years and your body's screaming at you. Your brain is a mess. You're not showing up for your kids. It's time to make a change. And so I did. So it's really, you know, you recognizing that those feelings of I have to, I'm supposed to, you started to lose friends and then realizing that this is not the example. This is not the life that you want. So as that's all taking place, what actions do you start taking to, you know, start shifting things to make the changes that you need for you and your family? It was, it was so hard because <laughs> I had, uh, I had my, I had my religion, you know, people there starting to really judge me that I'm moving through this divorce. And, um, I had my friends and my family, like, what are you doing? This is your family. So it was really hard, but the biggest step I took was becoming aware of like, just my life, right? I was living in a neighborhood that I did not like in a city that I did not like doing jobs that I did not like. And at the expense of me, I was still pleasing everybody else. So being aware and then starting to actually ask myself the biggest question, what do you want? And the craziest thing is it was really hard to answer. I didn't even know. I was like, I I, I don't know. What, What do I want? I hadn't even decided what kind of mill I wanted for years, a simple mill, let alone what kind of clothes I want to wear or going out, like going out with my girlfriends. I felt like I would, I got so into the whole people pleasing and doing what everybody else wanted that I would tell myself no. So say friends would be hanging out and I would want to go out with them. I would talk myself out of it and tell my own, like tell me no, because it's like almost like I didn't feel like I was worthy of being allowed that fun. It's like I got in my own way. So becoming aware and then asking the question. And then, so as I started doing this, things started getting easier. Like I'd be like, you know what? I'm making the milk I want for dinner tonight. And I felt like it was like, like I was being this big brat, like I'm doing what I want. I'm such a, I'm such a brat. Cause you do feel like that though. Right. You feel like you're being this like selfish brat. But I wasn't, I was just choosing me. And so slowly I started taking back little things like 
my friend wanted to go on a bike ride in the middle of the day while I have kids. And so instead of saying no, I looked for ways to say yes to myself, which was, okay, get a babysitter, Amy. It's okay. You can go. Like I had to give myself permission. It's okay. You can go on a simple bike ride for an hour and a half. Your kids are going to be fine. And really, let's be honest, they had fun. (laughs) So, and nothing changed. I got home and everything was fine. I was like, oh, I can do this. But it's like, I had turned so far away from me. I didn't even know that this was possible. And people are probably listening and be like, what? She's crazy. She said yes, even though she knew she should say no in a marriage, you know, but it's, I was that far lost, that far gone. So the next question I would have people ask is like, what is your intent? So if you're saying yes to things, what's your intent? Do you actually want to do the thing? Do you want to go make dinner for the neighbor? And if it is yes, then absolutely go do it. But when you say yes, but you really want to say no inside, you're actually lying to you and the other person. You're not being true to you. So people pleasers are liars. I was a total liar. (laughs) It's a hard, like what, right? Like you don't really think of it like that, but But that really is what you're doing. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to other people. So what is your intent? If you're saying yes to something, you want to do it. And if you do, then do it from like a place of harmony, a place of peace, a place of service, not a place of um, guilt, shame. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. You know, one of the questions when I'm coaching people um, that I'll ask them, you know, when, especially when like you know, there's so many things going on. Right. And they're just, their life is not anywhere near where they want it or where they envisioned it to be. Right. And we can all find ourselves in those spots. But what's interesting is when I ask a client, if you were to wake up tomorrow and all your problems were gone, what would you do? How would you feel? And one thing is, is they can always, they always answer with, oh, I would feel good. I would feel happy. But when I ask, what would you do? Like, what would your day be like? What would you get up and actually go and do? They have the hardest time answering that. So I love how you ask, what do you want? Because figuring out what you want is, I believe, like a huge step. And then then always asking yourself, like you said, what is your intent? It's just those two things are super. I mean, whether you're a people pleaser or not asking yourself, what do I want? And then knowing that, knowing your intent. And then I love how you said, look for ways to say yes, because anybody, people pleaser or not, any of us can get caught up in the day-to-day of job, of mom, of grandma, of friend, of sister, you know, sister. We have all these labels and we can put a lot of people before ourselves, but finding a way to say yes and work things out is like, it's a great place. And we all have that power of choice. So anyway, sorry, that's me rambling. (laughs) Oh, I love, I love the ramble. It's so good. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is (laughs) when you were just saying, when you're talking about the kids and looking for ways to say yes, it just made me think about back in the day, like, you know, for hundreds of years, the communities would, it's together. We had like really big communities helping do all of the things and life was more simple. Right. And so the, you know, there would be multiple moms that would be helping with the kids Mm -hmm. and 
We don't have that now, but we still put all this pressure on ourselves. Like we're supposed to do it all, but we're not like, we actually weren't even, that's not, that's not how society even was for so many years, but now it's like, we're a working mom and we still have to cook and clean and do all of the things, but yeah, at the expense of ourselves and we turn away from ourselves and just tell everyone, no, when you say yes to the things you actually want to do, all of these other things you have going on, they all fall into place and it's okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that is such a great point. Like all of, you know, yeah. Like the tribes, the villages, you're right. Everybody would help each other. And that is just key. Like that is so key. And I think that asking also for help. So Amy, at what point girl, did you start asking others for help? Because as a people pleaser, you're doing everything for everybody else. Oh yeah. So what was it like to start asking other people for help? It was so hard <laughs> to be honest. I still struggle with it. So it's a work in progress every single day, but I'm so much more aware now. Right. So I would be a boss. So I own multiple businesses and I would be the owner and the boss. And I would feel bad asking my employees to do their job. Oh no. So it still comes up. So it's like a muscle, right? So the more that you, the more you do it and the more you step into your power, the easier it gets. But for me, because I was so far down that road, I think it will probably always come up a little bit here and there. Cause I still will struggle with us to like, and then I'll be like, Nope, you have a choice, Amy. I have to like step in my own tracks and like, stop. You have a choice. You can you can ask this person for these things, you know, whether it's like an employee or a friend or a neighbor, whatever. And if they say no, don't make it mean anything. You're not going to get in trouble like you were when you were a little girl, <laughs> you know, like they're just going to say no. And it doesn't mean anything other than they can't do what you're asking them to do at that point. And so I have to stop and tell myself that it's like, I give myself a little pep talk. So I've gotten way better but I'm still not done. I catch myself in my own tracks even now. And so it takes time for sure. I mean, I coach on this stuff, right? I coach on it and I still am not perfect at it, but I continually get better. But the more you work on this and the more that you step into your own power and you're being true to yourself and you're listening to your gut and you're asking the question, okay, so if I want to go do this thing, how, how can I how can I make this happen? You're going to be such a more powerful person in the, just even in the world. Like think about how powerful it'd be if all of us stepped into our own power and showed up. And with people pleasers, if you ask for something and you you get a no, you just like roll it off your back and don't make it mean anything. You're like, okay, they just, they can't do that. And it's okay. But a lot of times people will say yes, and they want to help you. And when you ask someone to help you, You're giving them the opportunity to serve. And when you do that, you actually build a stronger connection with each other. People love to be asked for, it makes them feel important, right? So can you help me with this thing? You're giving this other person an opportunity to create like a bond with you. Amen to that. That's for sure. I love that. Asking yourself, how can I, and allowing other people to help you because you're allowing them to provide that act of service that I think is so important for all of us. Right. Yeah. Well, think about it. When you ask someone for help, it's hard for you to do, right. Especially 
Like for me <laughs> as a people pleaser, it's really hard to ask for help. But when they say, yes, you have a good time now flip it. When someone asks you, when someone's in a bind and they ask you for help, you're their person they go to. How do you feel? Oh yeah. You're usually like, yeah, I'm in sure. I'll pick you up from the airport or sure. I'll go grab your kids or yes, you're up against this deadline, putting this wedding together. I can totally come help. And then, um, but you know, you do it because you want to, not because you feel like you have to, but when you do that, it builds a stronger connection and that's what people want. They want to feel like they're heard. They want to feel like they matter. They want to feel like they're connected. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. So true on so many levels. Um, so, okay. With all of this, where are you at now? Like how has your life? So you, you've woken up to the fact that when you're recognizing the thought I have to, I'm supposed to, and you're losing friends um, and you're realizing that your religion and worrying about your religion and your family and friends and what they think wasn't serving you. And you started to really ask yourself what it is I what it is that you want? What is my intent with this? How can I say yes to things? Once you started doing all of those things, you know, how is your life now? And I know that you're just you're still being aware and catching yourself, but like yeah. tell us how wonderful your life is now. Cause I know that <laughs> things are great. We all have our issues and we all still have our challenges, but I mean, you have completely done a 180, and it's not, not everyone finds their way out of those situations. Oh. So where are you at now to give those listening that are the yes person, or they are in that marriage that isn't serving them or whatnot, um, some hope that they too can, can say yes to themselves and, um, you know, shift things for themselves. Yeah. So good. I have taken a 180, like you said, I never thought I'd remarry, but I did. And so I'm happily remarried and it's been the most amazing marriage ever. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is my husband. It's like my dream guy. And so that's a completely different life just in and of itself. But because I started saying yes to me and I started stepping into my power, I've been able to help thousands of women with their own struggles, you know, which has been so incredible and so amazing. But my husband and I have also built, we've built multiple businesses. We live in our dream home. We travel the world whenever we want. Our kids are in all those crazy sports that I used to not be able to afford. I also had such a scarcity mindset because of just how I was that I always was like, you can't have that, Amy, you can't have that. Right. And that was financially, that was, um, at any, any sort of thing you can say no to yourself to, I was saying no to. So, but now that I'm like, no, yes. And the world is amazing. And I can manifest anything that I want into my life. I have literally created my dream life and I live it every single day. And part of it is helping people. That is something that I wanted to do. And so, yeah, my life is pretty dreamy. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty dreamy. Yeah. It's really great. Oh my gosh. So for everyone listening, I want to give you a quick challenge. What if for one day you said yes to all the things that you wanted, right? Like saying yes to, you know, maybe it's, oh, I wanted to try this class, this Pilates class, but you always find an excuse of, oh, I don't want to, oh, I, you know, but you just said yes, right? Like my kids call this a yes day. They're like, mom, can we have a yes day? And that's where pretty much I have to say yes to everything they want to do. If they want to go bowling, play laser tag, you know, like, (laughs) 
they'll make me eat like they do this thing where they um get me these you know those candies that you put in your mouth and they like pop yes yes right they'll do a thing where mom you have to eat pop rockets today because it's just they think it's so funny right so what if you guys you took a day where you said yes to some things that you keep telling yourself no to, or I'll do that later or whatever you keep putting yourself off. Like what would happen? Amy and I would love to hear about your yes day. So shoot us a message because you can find Amy, Amy, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Yes. I'm just coach Amy Sanders. So on Instagram, it's just the at sign and then coach Amy Sanders. And, and then, then luckysanders.com. Lucky Sanders is my website. Oh, I love that. I love that. And your website is absolutely beautiful. Um, can you tell everyone, cause you coach as well, um, share with everyone your ideal client. So for those of you listening, Amy might just be the person that you need to bring into your life where she can support you. So can you tell us the clients that you serve? Yes. So I, I serve the client mostly women, most, most all of my clients are women and they're women that have fallen into this trap where they feel like they have lost their worth. They feel like they're really not sure what they want out of life anymore, but they can say, you know, they know what their kids want. They know what their husband wants. They know like all the other things, but when it comes to themselves, they've lost their interests. They don't feel like they're worthy anymore and they're just struggling. They're getting in the way of themselves. And usually it's within, I do, I work with business owners as well. So within their business or even the, the mom that just, she's lost herself. So I help you figure out your strengths and then how to basically expose those strengths so that you can show up in your own power and um, show up authentically so that you can be the best version of you. That's what I do. Oh my gosh. What a what a great contribution to this world. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.